0: to infinity sports everybody we're excited for today's episode it is our 2021 nfl mock draft episode 32 picks no trades uh so sully's gonna say hey listen th- we'll talk about it we'll say you know there might be a trade here but just because you know that would just be too you know time consuming to figure out trades and all that stuff we're just gonna have straight picks hey you're muted right now did you mute yourself
1: yeah, sorry. Uh, too convoluted. Too much to like go through with the trades. Um, I think you know there are a couple that I think are are probably going to happen, and we'll mention them. And the deeper we get into it, obviously we'll do some trades. But right now it's just a straight mock. You know what I mean?
0: Obviously, if you are listening to the show, we appreciate you downloading and streaming the episode. If you want some bonus content, like today is a, a video episode for sure, because we got all kinds of videos for every prospect, uh, graphics, and so on. Uh, definitely check us out on YouTube. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and of course, YouTube Live. As well as all of our videos are found on YouTube. In case you want to go back and watch them, feel free to reach out to the show or follow the show at Infinity Sports Podcast at Infinity Sports podcast on instagram and twitter, facebook and then sports infinity five on uh twitter so definitely uh do that and of course today's mock draft episode is brought to you by invader coffee 100 organic 100 percent air roasted 100 money back 100 money back guarantee yeah so a uh, veteran owned 15 percent off if you enter belly up when you go to purchase your stuff uh definitely support the show support uh invader coffee and get yourself some coffee
1: yep and like i've said before it's delicious it's uh it's great coffee so make sure you get in there
0: our boy, Jesse says, uh, excited for this Sully. So we are excited as well. We can't wait to get the ball rolling, which we will do. Obviously kicking right things off. There's no news. There's no dilly dally. We are going right to the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick in the draft. I don't think it's going to be a surprise, but I do have some questions for you afterwards. Who are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to take with pick number one,
1: Jesse, you're going to like the, the Patriots pick. I promise you that. Um, I mean, no shock here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going Trevor Lawrence. Um, the guy's been my number one prospect for probably two, three years now. <laughs> um, you know, as great as Joe Burrow was, Trevor Lawrence would have been the number one pick last year if he came out. Um, it's, he's just that good of a quarterback. And, and I understand people look at, at numbers, raw numbers, and see things differently. But, like, if you look at this play right here, what what Trevor Lawrence is asked to do is completely different than any other college in, or any other football. A quarterback in college football um, he runs a pro style offense he's asked to make multiple reads he's asked to throw downfield throws with single isolation coverage where you know he has to make these throws meanwhile you know you see guys like Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and their offenses are, are kind of designed for Justin Fields to wait for open crossers and he's thrown to wide open guys and things like that um, it's more schemed offense not you know, actually true NFL offense like Trevor Lawrence's. His floor is just so low. I mean, so high that it, it's just, I mean, even, yes, Justin Fields could be better. Yes, Zach Wilson could obviously be better. Trevor Lawrence at worst is going to be Derek Carr in this league. Like, I mean, he just is. Like,
0: So Jesse does ask, how does Lawrence compare to Josh Allen?
1: Um, Much more advanced in passing. They're both, honestly, I think it's a great comp athletically. Um, and, and arm – I think Josh Allen's arm strength is, is a tick better, but Trevor Lawrence's is, isn't bad by any means. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence has insanely more accuracy. Um, he's able to read defenses much better coming out. Um, I think – let's put it this way. Trevor Lawrence is Josh Allen right now. I think <laughs> not when Josh Allen came out as a prospect.
0: Well, Josh Allen, I think, too, is wildly inaccurate at first. He's obviously developed some accuracy. That's one of the things with Lawrence is a very accurate passer.
1: Yeah, Lawrence is going to walk in and and complete 64 to 65% of his passes. Day one, that's just who he is.
0: Well, that was my question for you is day one. So I was going to do the Jacksonville Jaguars, keep Gardner Minshew as a starter for the first six to eight games, and then Lawrence takes over, or is he just starter day one?
1: I truly think he's a starter day one. I mean, you know, when you're that great of a prospect, I mean, he's NFL ready. He's going to be able to, to understand playbooks and read defenses and things like that. Um, I'd start him. You know, I truly would. You have the granted, here It's just this difference between Joe Burrow's situation and Trevor Lawrence's situation is in, in Jacksonville. They have a, a starting quarterback in Gardner Minshew. Like, yes, he's not going to wow anybody, but he can start you ball games. Um, Cincinnati didn't have that. They were forced to start Joe Burrow. Um, but at the same time, I think Trevor Lawrence beats out Trevor Minshew in camp easily and is, and is the starter.
0: Well, there is no mystery, obviously, with the first overall pick. The intrigue begins, I think, at number two with the New York Jets. Uh, there's no trades here. That I think isn't one of those picks that could get traded uh you know as we get closer to the draft, but for the sake of the mock draft, if if the New York Knicks are New York Knicks, New York Jets are forced to stay at the second overall pick. Uh where are they going?
1: Um I have them going Justin Fields with this pick. Um the quarterback from Ohio State. And truthfully, I'm not man, this pick is so up in the air for me. Um it, it, it's it's truthfully one where I could see them going five different directions uh at this point. Uh Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, uh Trey Down, uh Penny Sewell all make really, really, really good sense for this ball club. Um I couldn't pass a quarterback here in this situation. Justin Fields is a better prospect than Sam Darnold was. Zach Wilson is a better prospect than Sam Darnold was. Um, again, I love Sam Darnold. I think he's a winning quarterback in the NFL, but I don't I'm, – I'm always in the favor of you take a quarterback – it's like a lottery ticket. Just because you bought one that may win doesn't mean you don't buy another. Like the more lottery tickets you get, the better chance you got uh, at finding that guy. And I just think Justin Fields has a chance to be that guy. Also, new coaching staff, um, new things like that. I, I think it just screams new quarterback.
0: On a scale of one to ten, what would you say is the likelihood that this pick does get traded? Four. Okay. And on the scale of one to ten, the likelihood that they take Penny Sewell here instead of Justin Fields.
1: Four as well, probably. I think it's okay. it's very it's very 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 likely they come out of here with either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Um, I just don't like. I understand the argument for trading down and accumulating picks. Um, I don't know what the market's going to be like. I mean, if they can get a, like, this would be the most wild deal ever, but, you know, they do something with Houston where they get the number two, where Houston gets the number two Sam Darnold, number two, like the second rounder this year and a future first or something like that. Uh, Maybe, maybe Houston does that for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, I was um, even thinking you know both their first round picks this year and then a first. That's
1: right. Yeah, first yeah. rounds. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, so two first this year, Sam Darnold in the first next year, th- then do that for for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, then maybe so I don't think they move out of this spot to not take a quarterback is essentially what I'm saying. I think they come away with this draft with a
0: quarterback. Okay, uh, Brandon Combs asks whoever, or he says whoever goes to the Jets should retire <laughs> and try to play another sport.
1: Uh, I actually don't disagree with you there, man. They need so much help everywhere. But, uh, I mean, if they trade down with somebody like, I don't know, maybe Atlanta or or uh, Philadelphia at six, if they're in the quarterback market and really want to move up, then maybe because you still got a shot at getting somebody. But, man, there's no way I'd go into next year with, with Sam Darnold and a new coach kind of thing. The issue, too, is next year – let's say Sam Darnold – let's say it all pans out and he, and he throws for – 35 touchdowns and looks decent and wins ball games and you're 10 and six or nine and seven well then you got to pay him 40 million dollars next year he's 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 off his rookie contract next year so then you're going with a one-year evaluation on a guy for a deal that you're going to be stuck in for at least three years four years on crazy money or you draft a quarterback and have him on a five-year rookie contract and Sam Donald's your quarterback. And, and if he pans out, great. You franchise him or you trade him or something like that and you have a backup plan. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's going to play hugely into it.
0: Uh, Jesse says draft fields and hire Urban Meyer. And uh, I know that you know he hasn't named what team he's going to go to. I think he is going to go to the NFL. I thought everyone was kind of thinking Jaguars because it made sense They got the first overall pick. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, if the Jets went with fields, you know, why not?
1: I mean, him in New York, too. That'd be such a like crazy good market. I mean, he's, he'd be a god in Jacksonville because of what he did in Gainesville. But, I mean, in New York, that's such a massive market for him.
0: And uh, uh, Brandon disagrees with you. He says uh, Sam Darnold is better than any of the quarterbacks that are available, too. Uh,
1: now, yeah, of course. He's been in the league for four years. His ceiling is not anywhere near what those guys are going to be or could be.
0: The third overall pick, the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of Bill O'Brien and the uh, Houston Texans, uh, they get the third overall pick <laughs> after going 10-6, and six. Um, so that's quite a, a nice uh, scenario for them. Again, obviously, we're not doing any trade, so New York didn't trade out. New York has decided to go quarterback. That leaves uh, who at number three? I feel like it's just the top three prospects are the top three, and then there's a
1: drop-off. Yeah, I mean, it, this one's – I have Penesul, um, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Um, he is – just a generational type player. He is uh, uh, just so good at everything that he does. He's an instant starter, instant impact. I I think he'll he'll have the the same impact on the offensive side of the ball that Chase Young had on the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion, as a rookie. I think he has the ability to step in and be a pro bowler from day one, like truthfully, I really do.
0: All right. I guess my question would be if – 10-A school were to go number two because we do think there's an outside chance that could happen. Uh, I guess what would the, Dolphins, would the Dolphins trade out, do you think, or would they stay at three and take – I mean, again, they don't need a quarterback. They're set there.
1: You say that. There's a lot of talk coming out of Miami that they, that they may take a quarterback here. Wow, really? A lot of talk. Yeah, I mean, the benching of Tua in two of these games, him not looking great. Um, <clears throat> now, the offensive coordinator was fired – or step down however you want to put it um and and a lot of people attribute his lack of success to the offense not being designed to fit him hence why he left um so there's signs that he may stay but there's a lot of rumblings <coughs> that they that they may take a, a, a zach wilson here or something like that um again it's it's the kyler murray effect where you even if you got a guy, you take another guy if you think if you have him ranked better. So I don't know. I personally don't see it. I think two is a great player. I think he has the all the ability to have a ton of success in this league. So I would build around him. If Penny Soul's gone, I think Jamar Chase is the obvious choice. Um if they get stuck here, if they can move down, they would love to move down. But I, I think I think Jamar Chase would be a great ad here.
0: I think that if they do decide to go quarterback, I have to imagine that the market for Tua is gonna be at least a first and then a future or
1: something. Uh, uh, it would have to be. I mean, the, like the, he hasn't proven he isn't a starter by any means. So I would, I'd give up a first if I'm, listen, if I'm San Francisco or something like that, I give up twelve for Tua. Fuck it.
0: Um, Brandon says Penne or a weapon that Tua knows and trusts in Devontae Smith. Right. I, guess <laughs> I mean. Why would you take Chase over
1: Smith? Because he's better. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's Devontae Smith is great. Don't get me wrong. He's 170 pounds soaking wet right now. So I don't. I've mentioned that he's going to have to show he can add weight, uh, or he won't succeed in the NFL. I don't think. Uh, Jamar Chase is just a better prospect all around. Just truthfully, just just better at everything he does, except maybe attack downfield. Which you know, Devontae Smith is just obviously elite at. But I mean, Jamar Chase is no slouch at that at all. Um, it, it, Jamar Chase is an elite, elite prospect. Devontae Smith, I don't even know if I'd have him over Jalen Waddle right now. Um, like, like I, I have him over Jalen Waddle because we haven't seen him all year. But if Jalen Waddle comes back for this national championship game, looks like Jalen Waddle was supposed to look like, and then goes and runs a, a four-two-eight or a four-three like he's supposed to run at the combine uh jaylen waddle may very easily jump ahead of Devontae smith
0: <laughs> with the fourth overall pick we get to the atlanta falcons like i said the top three i think it's that's the top three yeah. but then uh we get to the atlanta falcons and now here's again where we don't know who's gonna go where i'm curious to see who do you have the falcons taking at four
1: this is the probably the hardest pick in the draft for me i'm not gonna lie um Atlanta has so many different holes they could fill at this spot. Um, and this is also probably the number one spot for a trade-up for other teams, um, kind of depending on how Atlanta views Matty Ice in their situation. I don't think Atlanta's going to be drafting at number four very often, okay. personally. Um, so when you're here this early and you've got a chance to do it, I take a quarterback. I've got Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Um, now that the season's over – I think this is the rise of Trey Lance. He is going to wow in the offseason. I mean, this kid is going to look so good in shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, he's going to throw the ball insanely well at his pro day. The ball jumps out of his hands. He looks impressive. Um, you know, you're going to have to go with your tape evals on him as to whether you think he can succeed at the next level because after from this process on, he's, he's going to look like the number one player in my opinion. He's going to run a stupid 40 time. He's going to test extremely well. He's It's his time to shine, I think, and I think Atlanta gets wowed.
0: See, I think that when I was looking at the Atlanta Falcons and what their biggest needs are, I feel like obviously quarterback's not their biggest need. They still have Matt Ice under contract for three more years or something like that, and they can't really even trade because his, his dead cap's so high right now. But – I think secondary is a huge need for theirs, but I guess you would say that there's probably not a secondary player that you would take it for at this point.
1: Patrick Sertain's really, really, really good. Um, he's shown extremely good ball skills. He's my number one corner by far. Not by far, but right now by far because Caleb Fairley hasn't played all year. Um, he has a chance to catch him, but I, I don't—I wouldn't take Patrick Sertain for. I, I Personally, if I'm Atlanta, I move back. Um, San Francisco is going to want to trade up. New England's going to want to trade up. Uh, Houston may want to deal. Um, if they end up dealing Deshaun and then get a glutton of first round picks, um, they may want to move up. Um, uh, there's going to be a team that wants to move up to number four here for Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, in my opinion. And I think Atlanta, if they're not sold on getting a quarterback, then, then they should move back. But, um, I would take Trey Lance here. He's the perfect candidate in this spot too. Sit him behind Matty Ice for a year or two, and then and then play him uh, because then he can develop. So that's kind of where I would go.
0: Uh, Brandon does say no, leave Trey Lance alone for the Bears pick. <laughs> Brandon, I don't think you're going to like Sully's Bears pick, but we'll get. <laughs>
1: I, I I honestly would love it, but I don't think you're going to like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesse says, "Love the video packages." Thanks, Jesse. Worked really hard that's at okay. them.
1: Truthfully, Wayne, you killed it. This this draft looks amazing.
0: Uh, my question was, why uh, Lance over Zach Wilson?
1: Like I said, I just think Trey Lance is going to dominate the offseason process. I really do. I, I mean, I think he's going to wow in, in interview rooms. You're going to watch him in shorts and a t-shirt, and you're going to say, holy shit, this guy looks good. Like, I mean, he does. He looks impressive. He truly does. I mean, even when you watch him on tape, he looks the ball jumps off his hand. Like it's i mean no other prospect has it but it's obviously reading the game and going to second reads and third reads and things like that and trying to get him to not just take off first play and things like that and and that's why i think he takes time to develop but i think somebody's just going to get wowed by his athletic ability
0: uh, from we have three quarterbacks in the first four picks and now we get to five since i took a quarterback number one overall last year he's not going to play at all in 2021 probably if he does it'll probably be the last two games but even then i wouldn't play him because risk of him getting hurt again mm-hmm. um so they don't they need a quarterback but only temporarily so they don't they won't address that in the draft what do you think they're going to do uh in the draft
1: uh i think they go jamar chase the wide receiver from lsu uh he is just i i mean when we talk about like blue chip generational prospects i think he is that at wide receiver he's one of the more special wide receiver talents we've seen in, in a very long time and then obviously being able to pair him up with joe burrow uh is is a plus i mean you've got guys who set historic seasons um and and you they have familiarity already um so that's that's a huge plus for them so i i think this is a lock pick, honestly.
0: See, well, and it's funny because you caught a lock pick. This was the first one when I was doing these that I had an issue with in terms of the picks because I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, well, they've already got you know Tyler Boyd and uh, you know T. Higgins looks really well. Uh, I'm thinking their biggest issue is that before he got hurt, Burrow was sacked like 80 times or something like that. They have Jonah Williams on the offensive line and nobody else. I think their next best player is like a third, fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. So why not take address the offensive line here at the fifth pick?
1: Um, historically, the offensive line will not help you. Um, as a rookie player, um, you know it's it's just very rarely do rookie offensive linemen turn out to have an actual impact. Um, so uh, in their first year, that is. So with that being said, I'd go after somebody as a veteran. If I, if I'm Cincinnati, I go after uh, a Trent Williams who's going to get let go by San Francisco. Jake Matthews will more than likely be a cap hit in in Atlanta. Um, Brandon Scherf's going to be on the market. Joe Tooney's going to be on the market. I would spend my money that way on on a veteran offensive line and build that way then i would take a christian derisaw who is a good prospect in in his own right but he's not a a top 10 prospect in my opinion in like like pure rankings wise like i don't have him ranked in my top 10 players meanwhile i have jamar chase is an elite blue chip prospect and 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 Drafting Jamar Chase makes T. Higgins better. It makes Tyler Boyd better. Um, It it allows you to then go three deep where everyone is three deep now, you know, at wide receiver. Uh, It makes T. Higgins now your number two and Tyler Boyd your number three, which is one of the more talented wide receiver groups in the league when you think about it. So I think it's addition by addition, you know, kind of thing like that.
0: Okay. Well, I know you said that it does take time for these offensive linemen to adapt to the NFL, but I also think, like I said, you're not going to get burrow back until twenty twenty two, anyways. So I mean, why not take an offensive lineman here, let him develop for a year, and then you've got him protecting your, you know, franchise player.
1: I, again, I don't. It's more. I think it's more. There's not a player that meets the value at that point. Um, I don't see Christian Dariusaw as as a top ten tackle. I just don't. I think he may go top ten because that's where left tackles go. But I don't personally have him as that player, so it would be extremely tough. You know, I know Rashawn Slater is flying up boards right now. Um, uh, Alex Leatherwood just won the Outland Trophy. Um, You know, there's there's plenty of guys, but at five, I just, I personally, I just don't see it.
0: And Jesse says he would like the chemistry of Burrow and Chase since they obviously played together at LSU.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a perfect pairing, honestly. (laughs) Like it, it, it makes a ton of sense.
0: At number six, the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to see a few NFC East teams here in the top half of the draft. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, number six, got the Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz obviously could be on his way out. There's a lot of talk about that. He wants to be out. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to probably compete for the starting job with Wentz. But, obviously, I don't think quarterback is a need here, even though I have seen some mock drafts where they've taken a quarterback, which is mind-boggling to me. But who would you say, if the Philadelphia Eagles are stuck at six, you know, where would they need to address?
1: To take a quarterback here would just be insane to me, honestly. And I'm, I'm in the, the – I've said this a thousand times. You buy as many lottery tickets as you can, but, man, that's a lot of capital you're investing into this position that's still on your roster that won't work out if they take a Zach Wilson here. Um, I mean, I personally – I'm going Devontae Smith, uh, the wide receiver from Alabama. The Eagles are starving for talent at wide receiver. I mean, maybe these quarterbacks can't succeed because they're throwing to Greg Ward and fucking like, what was the other guy's name? I don't even know his name. The one guy who, uh, Folgum, I think it was Travis Folgum. Like, who are these guys? Like, seriously, I, I get him some elite talent. Devonte Smith has shown it all year. He can just get open, plain and simple. The guy's savvy. He's, he's not the biggest guy. I'll, I'll knock him for that all day. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the cleanest route runner. Uh, I, I mean, on a team with Amari Cooper, uh, I mean, not, uh, uh, yeah, on a team with uh, Amari Cooper, Henry Ruggs, um, uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. He was the fourth worst guy on that team. You know what I mean? When Tua had all those guys. Um, so, or was it Calvin Ridley? Honestly, I can't remember. It doesn't matter at this point. Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy. That was it. Thank you. Jerry Judy. Um, you know, with all these guys who are all first round talents, Devontae Smith was the worst on that team. Um, You know, and and was the worst prospect out of that. Uh, Now he's shown he can play much better, but um, I mean, that's just insane to think about.
0: This is actually the first pick where I looked at it. I was like, oh, I don't really have a problem with this. I mean, they need a wide receiver. That's like you you said, they're the wide receiver. And I like Ward and I do like Fulgham. I think they're great third and fourth wide receivers. You know, they need a number one receiver.
1: (laughs) They need a number one and a number two, honestly. Quite truthfully. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's I think it's going to come down to Devontae Smith. I know Mika Parsons is somebody that Philadelphia apparently loves um, the all purpose linebacker. They need a linebacker really bad. Uh, And then obviously, Zach Wilson is just I mean, he's arguably the number two overall player in this class. Um, And so, you know, on a lot of boards he is. So, I I mean, it's going to be hard to pass him. But I couldn't take another quarterback here
0: jesse asks uh, does smith compare to deshaun jackson
1: yes i think he can do more of the dirty work but that's an excellent comp um i, I really do and i don't what's funny is i don't think he'll have the timed breakaway speed but i mean you watch him on tape and he's clearly can fly um so i i do think he is that downfield threat i do think he can be that for uh philadelphia
0: and Brandon asks, uh, "Whence is part of the quarterback carousel this season? Whence Jameis, Trubisky, Watson, Ryan, and if Packers lose this week before the Super Bowl, even Aaron Rodgers on them? I don't think so." God, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's having-
1: arguably his best season ever. Posts the one of the best quarterback ratings of all time this season. I think it's number three of all time, and it, they're going to ship him out. Yeah, he's done. Let's get Jordan Love in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and, uh, Brandon also said that he thinks that Dom- Devontae Smith will be better than uh, Deshaun Jackson. Um, I do and- too. I,
1: I, do, I definitely think he he will be better. He just he, the similarities are there. I didn't mean to flick you off. I was just rubbing my
0: nose. Oh no, no. Uh yeah. some of the overall pick, the Detroit Lions. Uh not a great season for them. Matt Patricia's gone now. So they've got to basically retool everything uh, and figure out how to win in that division. I, I feel like they have some pieces. I like Kenny Galladay. I like, you know, uh the running backs and not, not the, DeAndre not the, Yeah, not that not the child beater, but I like the
1: uh yeah, DeAndre yeah. Swift is good. Um yep. on Johnson's good.
0: Yeah. But I guess if you're the Lions, you got the seventh overall pick. You got to do something. And what are you doing?
1: Zach Wilson, block, ship it. If he's there at seven, they better run to the podium and select Zach Wilson. Uh, this kid's good, man. I think he's really, really, really talented. Uh, the ball jumps out of his hands. He's he's crazy good, accurate. I mean, that's a stupid throw. Uh, I mean, he's like, it's insanely talented throw right there. Uh, he's just crazy good. Um, I, I want to see more, you know, it's BYU and, you know, he's he's never playing in Alabama, you know, kind of thing like that. So obviously, but like, I mean, that kind of throw right there, not a lot of college quarterbacks can make. He's on the far left hash. He's throwing all the way to the other pylon in between two guys. That's, I mean, that's a throw, I mean, most quarterbacks can't make so when you see that kind of throw that's the kind of stuff that you're like wow that's wow
0: now I really like this pick for the Lions because they do have Stafford there already Stafford's probably gonna be there for another year or so and it gives him time to kind of come up and take over the reins I guess the question is with Zach Wilson some people feel like he might have a little bit of Johnny Manziel in him in the sense that you know his parents are rich he's a rich kid he kind of has this entitlement like I'm better than everybody else kind of attitude.
1: Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I haven't heard anything like that. You would think a guy coming from Brigham Young would be a little grounded. And, and you know, with, with all the humanities work they do and things like that, I mean, they're forced to do missions and, and things like that. So you would think he'd be a little humble. I personally, at this point, I don't know. I haven't de- I haven't done my deep into his background and, and kind of the way he is as a teammate and things like that. This is going strictly on a prospect grade. Um, I have him ahead of Trey Lance as a prospect. I have him, Biting the toes and heels of Justin Fields, so um, I I I like Zach Wilson a lot. If I'm being honest,
0: okay, and I do think he's a good fit. Like I said, in that Detroit system, you know, down the road,
1: and and being able to sit is the best thing ever for for Zach Wilson and a lot of these guys coming out, honestly.
0: At number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Last year, they took Derek Brown uh, for the defense, and it seemed to work well. The defense was pretty solid, 15th or 16th in the league this year. Their offense really struggled. Uh, They need some sort of fix here because, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater seems to not be able to get it done on his own. Uh, Again, what are they going to do at eight?
1: I struggled with this pick a lot, and it's truthfully the only reason I struggled is because of what they did last year. Going all defense last year truthfully makes me think they're going to go all offense this year. Um, And I really, really, really wanted to take Kyle Pitts here. Um, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I went Mika Parsons, uh, the linebacker from Penn State. Uh, The other trend is Matt Rule wants to set that defense up to succeed. And I think he knows that's how a young football team succeeds Mika Parsons is is a centerpiece cornerstone. He's a guy that's going to be your quarterback. He's on defense. He's going to call your plays. He's going to be your captain. He's going to do this. He's going to line up on the line and and rush the passer if he needs to. He's going to play off ball if he needs to. He's going to cover tight ends, cover running backs. He's he's everything they've missed since they lost Luke Geekley.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, my question, I guess, was uh, you know, looking at their secondary. You know, they've got Rasul Douglas in the secondary, Dante Jackson. It seems a like corner would be a bigger need. I understand that, you know, talent-wise, Mika Parsons is a bigger talent than any of the corners on the board. But it seems like corner definitely is a bigger need than linebacker.
1: I agree. Patrick Sertain will get play here at this pick. And I don't think the gap is huge between Mika Parsons and Patrick Sertain as a prospect, um, uh, especially considering positional value. Um, uh but because, I mean, a cornerback's going to get you more wins per AV than a than a off-ball coverage linebacker will. Um, at the same time, it, it's what Mika Parsons brings. He will be the quarterback to that defense. He will be the, the, the guy that sets everything for that young defense, and I think that's something that, that's going to be really difficult for Matt Rule to pass on.
0: Yeah, and again, the uh I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going through these comments to try to make sure, uh, you know, I get the comments up, but it was just a, an argument going on
1: between two people in the comments. So, uh, yeah. oh, damn. how do I see these? Oh, there we go.
0: Um, number nine, Denver Broncos. Uh, obviously this team really didn't do well this year. They went out, they got, um, you know, uh, the running back himself, Melvin Gordon. They uh, have Lindsay already. They drafted Jerry Judy, who you, like you said, has just been making people look stupid in running his route. Uh, so offensively, they seem to be pretty solid with the exception of quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure what their biggest need is in defense, but again, you've got the ninth pick. You've got to address some area of the team.
1: Uh, this is where Patrick Sertain stops his fall, in my opinion. I've got them going. Patrick Sertain, the quarterback from Alabama, a cornerback from Alabama. Um, Denver's probably going to lose A.J. Bowie, um, and then they need help anyway at the cornerback position. Patrick Sertain has honestly had one of the best seasons I've I've ever graded as, as a cornerback. As a uh, I was hard-pressed to find things he did poorly. I mean – he will come up and make hits, and like you saw in the tackles. He's, he's insanely good at mirroring wide receivers. I mean, it's, it's scary good how, how, how he's able to stay in a receiver's hip pocket. Uh, his, he's, I mean, he, his dad was obviously a pro bowler and an all-pro corner for Miami, and, and it truthfully looks like the apple has not fallen far from the tree. He, he, I mean, he looks like he's born to play the position.
0: So my question would be this: with this pick, because I feel like, like I said, their offense is really set up except for the quarterback position. I think Drew Locke is not the answer. He does not look good. So the question is two-part. One, if Zach Wilson is there at nine, do the Broncos take him? And two, um, if he's not there, are the remaining quarterbacks just not good enough to take in the top ten?
1: Yeah, so so everybody that was screaming at Philadelphia for tanking the game um, so the Giants wouldn't get in. They actually tanked, in my opinion, so they could jump the Panthers because they were at nine behind. If they win that game, they're at nine, and everybody moves up one ahead of them. Their loss moves them ahead of these teams that could you need a quarterback. That's where all the quarterback hoopla has come from out of Philadelphia is you lose that game to move up so you're in play for a quarterback. Um, I don't think that would happen in Philadelphia, but I think Denver is a true – player in moving up in this draft if Zach Wilson is sitting there I think Denver at at five and six and things like that and four I think Denver's gonna try to get up there I really do um I think they uh, you know I think they need a player there they have everything around I think to work I think they need if you put Zach Wilson in that offense I think that's a scary good football team in three years
0: but it's too high you think to take you know uh mac yeah jones mac jones or-
1: i would i wouldn't touch mac jones in the top 15. i wouldn't yeah. touch kyle trask in the top 15. i wouldn't touch Kyle Krask, probably in the first round but he's gonna go in the first round um mac jones uh, i don't know the guy has so much talent around him that yes he's producing and in it and, it and it looks good but man i don't know if i see it that's all i just don't know if i see it out of him
0: the 10th pick, the Dallas Cowboys, who I had predicted to go 14 and two, whoever it was, uh, they end up uh, just one of those horrible <laughs> NFC East teams. And again, a team that seems really well put together. They have a lot of pieces. Obviously Dak getting hurt was a huge, huge hit. You know, um, he could come back next year. He might not. There's talk. you know, should they trade for a quarterback? Should they give him the 40 million a year? He's asking for, um, but first things first, they've got to address an area in the draft. And like I said, they don't have a lot of holes.
1: Dak and Deshaun Watson need to flip spots, in my opinion. I think that I think that has the I think that has the most traction to be to be the best trade. Um, I think they move Dak and ten uh, for Deshaun, um, and I think that's I mean that's let's clean, let's both get out of there. You know you don't got to give up a ton. You want to get out of the Dak situation anyway. I wouldn't mind paying Deshaun Watson forty million a year at all. I feel much better paying Deshaun Watson $40 million than I do Dak Prescott. Um, so that's what I would do if I was the Cowboys. With their pick, they have to address that secondary. I mean, they have to. It's bad. It, it's bad. And Caleb Fairley, Farley, I'm not – I think it's fairly, Um, I think is going to test out the wazoo at the combine. He's a big kid. He's 6'2". He's going to run a 4'3". He's, he's got special, special athletic ability. Uh, especially for that position he's long he has good ball skills uh, I would have loved to see him play this year but I, I mean again now that the offseason's starting it's where he's going to shine so
0: yeah see I looked at it and I said you know like I said they don't have a lot of holes I'm looking at their defense and obviously they got Trevon Diggs last year uh, for their secondary um, they've got you know off, by the way you know, yeah but he's still a decent. I, I know, you know that I'm
1: just saying he's not a fix by any means
0: um, they've got, uh, you know, Jalen Smith, uh, Alden Smith, uh, Vander Esch, Demarcus Lawrence. So really, if you just fill this spot, I mean, it seems like a perfect, like there's one hole. I mean, then you have him and digs. You've got all these linebackers, you got the defensive line, the defense looks solid. Obviously the offense looks solid. It's just too bad. They couldn't draft a coach at number 10.
1: Yeah. I agree. Uh yeah, they need a fit there. I think they need some other pieces obviously, but yeah, I mean they need to cornerback is such a high priority position in this year in this league now. I mean, you if you don't have a true number 1, like it's you're in a lot of trouble. So, um I think that's very important and I think Caleb Fairly has a shot to be that and then Trevon Diggs can be your 2, which is I think a better spot for him. I don't think he has the ability to be a 1.
0: Brandon says, uh, wow, Deshaun in Dallas, uh, that would be so
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one that I haven't seen kicked around a lot. And personally, I think that's – I mean, if I'm Dallas and if I'm Houston also, I think that's – I mean, I think that's what makes both teams the happiest uh, because then Houston gets a quarterback that um, – I mean, nobody thinks Dak can't play football. So he gets a Pro Bowl-level quarterback for, for a Pro Bowl-level quarterback. And I think Dallas gets a quarterback that they – is much more apt to succeed or, or apt to succeed uh, in Deshaun Watson.
0: At 11, the New York Giants, like I said, it's just basically the NFC East and a couple of teams in the top you know, half of the draft. The New York Giants, uh, again, a lot of holes. Saquon Barkley gets hurt. Uh, that, that obviously hurts. I'm not a huge Daniel Jones fan. I, know, I think you like him more than I do. I'm just not a huge fan. Um, but I do love Saquon Barkley if he's healthy, and it's now two or three seasons in a row that he's been hurt. So he comes back. I don't think that they're going to draft a running back. Um, but I guess what would they address? Because they do seem to be just a really bad team that is going to be really bad no matter who they pick. Uh,
1: I've got him going pay, the edge defender from Michigan. Um, I've mentioned this now probably a couple times on the show. Edge talent is either found in the first round of the draft or it's found in free agency. Uh, they need edge talent. Bad. I mean, bad. It's it's probably their number one need if, if outside a quarterback. Quinnipay put more together this year than he had shown in previous years before he was just an athletic guy. This year he's shown he can he can actually play the position, um, not just be an athletic freak at the position, but the guy's going to test off the charts. I mean, honestly, Atlanta may take him at four if they don't move down and don't want a quarterback. Uh, 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 Detroit may take him at seven if if all the quarterbacks are gone. He's got a shot to go much higher than this. I just couldn't find a spot for him in the top ten.
0: All right. I mean, it's a good fit. Like I said, the Giants have a lot of holes. So, I mean, we talk about the best player available. If you're the yep. Giants, you just take whoever the best player available is. And then you're saying that he's the best player available because he is a top five talent, but he's just dropping to 11 here.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jalen Waddle is going to get a lot of look here. Uh, they've got nothing at wide receiver two. They're starting Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. You know, I, I mean, it's tough for Daniel Jones to, to succeed in that. So and and I, again, I expect Jalen Waddle to show up and run a special number. So he could obviously be in play for this pick. I again, I'm just the way I draft. I'm taking an edge because you don't find edge talent. So
0: the San Francisco 49ers are drafting 12th. I know there was some talking on the other mock drafts having taken a quarterback. Whether they do or not, I just love the idea of Jimmy G coming back to New England. Um, So I hope something happens that pushes that uh, to happen. But they seem like, again, they've got tools. They're a rushing first team. And wide receiver-wise with Ayuk and Debo Samuel, they've got Kittle. They don't really need, I guess, wide receiver help. So what would they do?
1: Uh, I was shocked last year they didn't take to address the secondary. Uh, And so I'd be shocked if they didn't go J.C. Horn, uh, cornerback from South Carolina with this pick. Um, He finished the season extremely strong uh, Shot up boards Big physical guy Um, I I, I think he's moved ahead Sean Wade had a bad couple games The last games um, And I think he's going to drop Darion Kendrick didn't have a great game um, Against uh, Ohio State And then uh, Tyson Campbell uh, Really just needs to put it together More than anything Where J.C. Horn has it together I think um, it's it's special to have a season like he did in the SEC. So, yeah, he also is a perfect scheme fit. I mean, he's sk- he fits that defensive scheme like I mean, he was bred for it. So,
0: and it's another fit that again I really like because of how few holes there are when you look at that defense with Kinlaw and Armstead and Bosa is going to come back, and then over the top they got Jimmy Ward, who I think is a really great safety, and then just to add another great corner, it's I think yeah, really really good fit for the Forty ers
1: and Richard Sherman's not gonna play at an elite level for much longer. I mean, let's be real, he's not even playing at elite level now. Um, so they need somebody bad. Um this is a spot too where I'm gonna say it probably thirty times in this draft. Jimmy G twelve and next year's one for Deshaun, I think gets it done. So uh you know, there's a lot of options. So they're and, also they're also I think the biggest team in play to move up for a quarterback.
0: Okay. Yeah. And Brandon does say Versus our previous of the Giants, he says that's tough for Danny Dimes to see when the twenty yard line tackles you.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we were all pretty impressed with Danny Dimes' athleticism there, though. Um,
0: yeah, well, they said it was his his top speed was like second in the it's league. Second
1: weekend. fastest in the entire season all year. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the Los Angeles chargers had a uh, quite the emergence of their rookie quarterback who you didn't like uh, going into the draft, Justin huh. Herbert and uh, who I had mentioned might be the best rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL, which you disagree with. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have the chargers picking him. We know they're not taking quarterback. Uh, are they going to get him some help or do they need to address other areas?
1: Yeah, I think they've, they've got to protect Justin Herbert at this point. Christian Darasaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia, um, has had one of the better seasons in a long time virginia tech my apologies that's my misslip um he he's got some pretty flawless tape um it's it he put some really special tape together this year and it's hard to ignore his base is just really really good the guy's in in a position to make the the best block at, at all times essentially
0: and that's I think it's a great pick as well because of the fact that Justin Herbert is your future now. I mean, he's the guy you got to protect him. So obviously when you have your quarterback set, next is left tackle. It seems like the second most important position on the team once you have your quarterback. So, um yeah, definitely no issues uh, with this pick. Uh, would there be any consideration to uh like somebody like Cosme or then I mean, what puts Derisaw ahead of him?
1: There will, I, like I said, there's there's a lot. Rashawn Slater, he can play. Rashawn Slater can play every position on the offensive line. He can play center. He can play left guard, right guard, left tackle. He's and he absolutely had an insanely good season this year. Um, I actually think he was the highest graded offensive tackle this year in college football. Um, so he's going to get a look. Um, I, it's going to come down to preference at this point. I think Christian Dariusaw is the safer of the picks. Um, m- more so just because he's – the guy's always in the right spot, always.
0: Brandon says that Justin Herbert was the best quarterback out of last year's draft. We well, had the best season, I guess, of any of the quarterbacks of last year's draft.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's – I think in most circles, most everyone on the planet would still take Joe Burrow. But, yeah, Justin Herbert did play the best out of last year's draft. And, again, that's, that's only, I think, because Joe Burrow got hurt. We don't know what Joe Burrow would have done the last couple games
0: at number 14 the minnesota vikings uh the nfc north like another not as bad as the nfc east but uh, still having its issues i guess what do they address they've got just again i feel like so many things to address in that team i don't feel like it's a very solid team
1: uh this is probably the easiest pick of the draft honestly uh outside yeah. of Trevor Lawrence, gregory rousseau edge defender from miami um, he's arguably the number one edge. You're going to get a lot of people that have Quiddy Pay. You're going to get a lot of people that have Gregory Rousseau. Greg Rousseau's got a shot to go in the top 10. They lost Daniel Hunter last year uh, to injury, and he wants, you know, uh, or, and he's going to, you know, come back hopefully this year. Uh, Everson Griffin was gone. They need an edge rusher bad. I mean bad. That's how this team succeeds. Um, and I think Gregory Rousseau is, is going to be that guy for them.
0: Yeah. I was curious, what about a uh, quarterback? I mean, it seems like, you know, Kirk Cousins is on the outs with them. I mean, why not bring in somebody to fill that void? Or you think just none of the quarterbacks left would be worth it?
1: I mean, I don't think the reason they lost was because of Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I don't think a lot of those football games they lost was because of Kirk Cousins. That defense is atrociously bad. Um, I think they need a lot of help in a lot of spots. I mean, Name me 12 better quarterbacks than Kirk Cousins. You know, like, like, I mean, like, truthfully, like, like, don't get me wrong. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I don't think he, he is the answer. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't think Mac Jones is. And I'd rather build my team around what I have. And then maybe, you know, we sneak into the playoffs, something works out. I think Kirk Cousins has the ability to win a stretch of games in a division. So.
0: All right. The next picks is the one that um, Jesse and I are going to be very excited for. The New England Patriots are selecting at 15. A horrible season. They missed the playoffs for the first time, what, 10, 11 years, whatever it was. Um, They just. Yeah, it's not been. Isn't it? No, they missed it with Matt Castle at quarterback.
1: Oh, that's right. Even though you guys went 11 and 5, you missed that? Yep oh wow that's wild
0: um so yeah so the patriots have to pick they've got to fill some needs um obviously the the top quarterback names are off the board i don't honestly don't think bill belichick would take a quarterback anyways in the first round it just doesn't seem his style but um i guess yeah who who do you have the patriots taking and then i'll tell you why i don't like it
1: (laughs) we have from alabama wide receiver jalen waddle um I just think at this point, you guys have nothing at wide receiver. Uh, it's terrible. And, and you need to find somebody, some talent. I do think you find a quarterback through free agency or through it. Oh my God, what a special catch or, um, or another way, um, like like free agency a trade something like that. I don't think they address the, the quarterback position through Mac Jones. I think that would be a, a terrible pick. Honestly, uh, I think Jalen Waddle's special. I really do. So,
0: so here's why I don't like it is. Or I don't like it because I don't think it's realistic in the sense that Bill Belichick took Nikhil Harry two years ago in the first round. It didn't work out. When you get food poisoning from a restaurant, you don't go back to the same restaurant hoping you get a better dish. you know. And, and Bill Belichick has been hesitant his entire NFL GM career of taking wide receivers in the first round. In fact, Nikhil Harry was the first one he ever did. So it didn't work out for him. So that's why I think Belichick has always been a guy who either trades out of the first round or he'll take the dirty players in the first round especially with the fact that you might be losing Joe Tooney, it looks like. Why wouldn't they go Wyatt Davis here?
1: Um, they very well could. I, I don't have Wyatt Davis nears the prospect as I do Jalen Waddell. And again, it's, it's also like I draft in the first round, especially I like to draft positional value. Um, so I, I can get an offensive guard that will give me what Joe Tooney did in the third round and fourth round. Like when I drafted Joe Tooney, um, I can hit those guys more often than I'm going to get a player that's as special as Jalen Waddle. Now I understand that's not necessarily how new England thinks. Um, this isn't exactly a, what I think new England would do. This is what I would do in this spot. A little bit of both kind of thing. Um, I am going to take a wide receiver over, uh, an, an offensive guard every day of the week.
0: Okay now uh Brandon had asked he said uh, anyway the Patriots don't trade this pick and is, it's fifty fifty probably
1: it really is I mean it, it's most likely they they trade this pick um i I mean I would assume they move down somebody's gonna want mac Jones somebody's gonna want Kyle Trask um somebody's gonna want Jalen Waddle honestly at this point I think um especially again I expect him to run a, in the four twos low four threes so I, I mean somebody's gonna want to move up so
0: and then uh, Brandon had said uh, Najee Harris to New England, which obviously would never happen because Devin Harris looks like he's emerging and they have Sony Michelle already. So they wouldn't yeah. take a running back in the first round. He's also, I just uh, wanted to see you score him when you read that.
1: Uh, running back at 15 is one of the worst picks of all time.
0: The uh, Well, my second issue with it is knowing that New England – I agree. New England needs receivers. They need guys who can catch the football. Um, that said – Why would they take Waddle here when Kyle Pitts is still sitting there, who I think is a top 10 talent, and knowing how New England uses tight ends, like this is a dream come true if he's still there?
1: at this point then it's it's how many tight ends are you carrying on that roster and i know he's not a tight end per se but you just spent two second rounders and now you're investing another first rounder in the position um granted i I agree i I think kyle pitts is is stupid insanely talented and and trust me i thought long and hard about it I, i you need you have nothing at wide receiver i mean nothing. Nikhil Harry had 300 yards this year. I mean, and I get that like Cam Newton is in a world beater and he's not throwing the ball. And, and even when Nikhil Harry's open, he's not getting the ball, but whoever comes in is going to need some talent. And Jalen Waddle I think is, is the biggest impact player you can take at 15. Yeah. Especially for a team that like is expected to win and things like that. Like you're not rebuilding. So, you know, Jalen Waddle is an instant impact player in my opinion.
0: The uh, Arizona Cardinals draft at sixteen. Uh, obviously, they got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, a high-powered offense, that spread offense uh, that uh, Kingsbury likes to run. Uh, they got last year they took uh, Isaiah Simmons uh, again, kind of jack of all trades, uh, linebacker slash safety slash corner, who you know had an okay season, didn't really set the world on fire. Um, so definitely some areas that they need to address.
1: Um. Their defense again was the Achilles heel. This one is is a struggle for me because honestly, it's it's they have for a team that's so good they have so many needs. Like they need a corner bad. Uh, Patrick Peterson's not going to play decent any much longer. I think they need um, offensive line help bad. Um, with that being said, Kyle Pitts in this offense, tight end from Florida, is my pick. He's just. I mean, I have him I think as my seventh best player overall, I think it is. Yeah, my seventh best player overall. Uh to be fair, I have Jalen Waddell at six. So um uh so and I mean in that offense with what Cliff Kingsbury does and Kyler Murray and and I you know, Larry Fitzgerald leaving, I think Kyle Pitts is a slash receiver, and especially the Larry Fitzgerald type. He's gonna be their slot kind of crosser sit in those zone holes, attack the middle of the field kind of thing. I mean, I think it's gonna be really hard for Cliff Kingberry to pass that.
0: First of all, I'm gonna say you son of a bitch. It's like, like <laughs> yeah, New England's going to take this guy and pass on the tight end, which would be like a dream come true for them.
1: Uh, <laughs> Again, do- I, I have Jalen Waddle as the sixth overall prospect, and Kyle Pitts is the seventh. I also think a wide receiver is a bigger instant impact position, but I get it. Trust me, I get it. I thought long and hard. These picks were flipped. Like I had Jalen Waddle going to Arizona and, and Kyle Pitts, and, and I flipped them.
0: So. Okay. In my mind, that's, that's how it'll go. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: now, what do you think about Tom McShay having uh, Justin Fields at number 15 to the Patriots? I mean, what are the chances that he drops that far?
1: I mean, in the draft, I'm pretty sure he says like the Patriots would have to move up in his explanation. Um, well, he's I, got it at
0: 15. I mean, I
1: no, I know, but it, he has a whole explanation about the pick that, that insiders like me can read. Okay um and uh and in it he describes justin fields won't drop this far um uh and and new england would probably have to move up to get him but he doesn't do trades like i do so he has justin fields dropping um that would obviously be i think a dream scenario for bill i think justin fields as the head to play in bill's system and obviously the athletic ability that you know he doesn't covet but he can he can get you know that 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 cam newton-esque ability without the cam newton running so
0: he likes versatile players guys who do a lot yeah of things.
1: exactly and 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 that is justin fields but i don't think there's any way he falls to, i mean i don't think there's any way he falls to five so <laughs> <laughs>
0: um uh, brandon says they need so much on the offensive line in new england so we're still offensive uh,
1: side, but yeah, yeah i agree they players. do they need a lot they need a lot they need two receivers a tight like they need a lot
0: and then uh jesse says love waddle would prefer pitts me too uh either would be great additions
1: uh, yeah, again, it's Jalen Waddle. I'm telling you, is special. If he'd have played this whole year, nobody—it's not nobody—but I don't even think people would be talking about Devontae Smith in the top ten. Um, I'm telling you, Jalen Waddle's special. He's special.
0: At 17, the Las Vegas Raiders—they uh, end up, uh, I guess, missing the playoffs, eight and eight, and uh, I don't, or did they make the playoffs? No, they, they missed no, it. Right?
1: They missed it. That's why there's 17. Okay, so any team nineteen and on is in the playoffs. Uh,
0: I, I love you know Josh Jacobs. I think is a great player. I like Derek Carr. I know I've talked about him ad nauseum. That I really love his accuracy. He doesn't throw a great deep ball. He doesn't have a huge arm, but he's very accurate. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So uh, I think he's a guy who I guess, like you said, if at worst case scenario, that's what Trevor Lawrence would be. Uh, so they don't need any sort of quarterback help. I don't know where do they need help. What is the what is their big weakness right now?
1: I mean, big. <sighs> Defense, defense, bad. Um, I've got him going. Jeremiah owusu um, the linebacker hybrid from Notre Dame. Um, this kid is just built for today's game, and and he's the exact player that um, Daniel Jeremiah loves. He's a he's a captain. Uh, he's a multiple year, multiple year starter. Um, he's a versatile. I mean, look at this play. This I'm, I saw this highlight, and. Before the before the thing you showed me this, and this is one of the best highlight tapes to exactly explain how great a player is. You showed, you saw him uh, read and rush the passer. You saw him read and attack the running back in the backfield. You saw him cover and turn his hips, and make an insane interception. Then you saw him read and attack the backfield and essentially just steal the ball away from the running back. I mean, this kid is a boring playmaker. I'm, I'm He's one of my favorite prospects in the entire draft.
0: Well, and I think we talked about him when we did uh, your top prospects in one episode, and some of the reports I read about him was that he doesn't have top-end speed, but he looks like he's playing 100 miles per hour out there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he's going to test. I truthfully don't. I think he's going to run in sub four or fives or four or five or sub, which I mean, for a linebacker, that's all you're looking for. You watch the tape. You see this guy has football speed, though. Um, he his hips are just. I mean, they're they're defensive back hips on a linebacker, and that's something you just don't see. I mean, you just don't see it in in players. And with the way the coverage is is today, where you're running nickel most of the time, and he's your nickel backer at this point. I mean, that's that's an advantage that most teams can't have, and that Oakland, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas will have.
0: And I really like the pick because I do think that uh, Raiders fans are going to love the way that he plays. It's a nonstop motor. Like whistle to whistle, he's going.
1: That's what I mean. He is, I'm telling you, he is a Daniel Jeremiah player. He's a hard nosed, gritty player. He wants to play football. And that's what Daniel Jeremiah wants.
0: At number eighteen, actually before we get to the Dolphins, let me just check. We've got a couple comments. Um let's see. Uh Brandon says uh you can make up speed with ball hawk ability. For okay. sure.
1: His his instincts are are insanely good. Yeah.
0: And uh, Brandon also says, and that's what this kid does. I guess, yeah, he's make up for, his, but he doesn't even need to make up for speed. I think he has speed. Yeah. Uh, the Miami Dolphins pick at 18. This is their actual pick. Uh, so they have two picks in the top 20, which is how lucky for them. Again, a team that went 10 and 6 has two picks in the top 20 uh, to rebuild. Now, in, in the first round, you had them taking uh, Penny Sewell or the first pick at number three overall. Uh, where do they go at 18? Um, yeah, I guess.
1: Ugh. I don't know if a lot of Dolphins fans are going to like this. I got them taking Rashawn Slater, the versatile offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Um, and I understand that's investing a lot along the offensive line, um, especially considering that they took two players in the second round last year. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, this is your future and and these are the things you need to invest in, in my opinion. And and if you take Penny Sewell, um, the, the gentleman they took last year in the first round out of USC, it's just slipping my mind. Um, God, it's bone. Mo- give me one second. It's uh, pissing me off that I can't remember it.
0: Well, plus they also have Ted Karras and they have Eric Flowers there too.
1: Uh, Austin Jackson, my apologies. Austin, Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle out of uh, Southern Cal, who you know we knew was going to be a project. He was one of the youngest prospects coming out of the draft. Um, not only that, they took Robert Hunt very early. Uh, the only thing is, is Robert Hunt didn't pan out. He didn't look good at all. Austin Jackson didn't look good at all. Um, you know, I understand you got to give these ties time to develop, but also you need people to protect Tua. You do. You just do. Um, and. I think Rashawn Slater. I mean, I was late to the Rashawn Slater group because I'm not studying a ton of Northwestern tape. His name is flying up boards right now, and he's going in the top 15 of, of all these drafts. I mean, his tape is just sound and good, and he has multiple years of solid grading and improved grading every year, which which is what you look for. So I think it'd be, and it, he's so versatile. Like I said, he can play every spot. So I think it'd be extremely tough for them to pass. I truly do. I, I know they have a lot of other needs, but for me, it's it's best player available that also fits a need.
0: Now for me, I thought looking at their roster again, especially if they address with Penny Sewell, which I think you just don't pass there at three um, looking at the roster. I thought, okay, they're pretty set in the offensive line. Uh, obviously, quarterback. I feel like they're set. They have good receivers. Um, you could go running back here, but what I really like is they have those two stud cornerbacks. And I thought a perfect, perfect fit for Miami would be uh, Trevon Morig from TCU uh, to be that over the top safety.
1: Uh, I actually don't dislike that pick at all. I'm a, and especially me, I'm one of the biggest Trevor Moe fans there is on the planet. I, I would take him in a second. I love him. I I truly do love his game. (sighs) Again, it's, it's more about player value and positional need. Um, I don't think offensive line you're ever really set. You know what I mean? Like, like Ted Karras, like I understand he's a solid player, but I mean, if you can get a better player in here, Robert hunt, isn't going to be their starter. If you can get a better player in and things like that. And also more injuries happen on the offensive line more than anything else. Uh, you need the depth for these guys. So.
0: And, uh, Brandon says, uh, you ever figure out what happened with our ghost top five uh, from the Air Force?
1: <laughs> I still haven't. I have no idea. He's not on any boards. I can't find him at all. I mean, this is my time right now. I'm at, I'm looking at every mock draft that anybody puts out, and I haven't seen a, his name once. It's wild. This guy, he must have, I mean, not like, I'm not trying to be funny. He may have died. Like, I just. Don't know. Like, I'm not even like trying to like be a smart ass. Like the fact that I can't find anything about why he just disappeared as a prospect is blowing my mind.
0: Now, uh, the Chicago bears, Brandon picket. And, uh, obviously they've got a lot of needs. Uh, one of them, I'm sure he'll tell you is quarterback. So who are they taking with a 19th overall pick?
1: 19th overall pick. The Chicago bears are taken from Alabama. Outland trophy winner, Alex Leatherwood. Um, I don't care who plays quarterback. You can't continue to throw out the offensive line they're putting out there. Um, it's just bad. It really is bad. It's 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 tough for any quarterback to succeed when you have no time. And and I just I'm always going to be a fan of of setting up what's in front of the quarterback first. I'm a big fan of Alex Leatherwood in his game. I think he's a mauler in the run game and he can pass protect. Uh, he can mirror like, like no other. So, uh, yeah, I kind of figured you weren't going to like this one. Um, but I, I really do, man. I mean, I don't think like you throw Mac Jones or Kyle Trask in, in behind this offensive line and you're, you're going to get a two and 14 ball club. You're going to get, you know, I just really think you are. I don't think the other pick I really considered was Rashad Bateman. Um, because I don't think Allen Robinson's there next year either. So,
0: and he says, "Of course, I liked you until five seconds ago." Um, yeah, I mean, I that was my thing too when I when I saw these picks when you were sending them over. I said, "I just don't feel like there's any way the Bears pass on a quarterback here." I, I feel like I don't care if it's Trask. I don't care if it's. I mean, unless you're thinking that they address it in the free agent market, but there's no way they go into next season with Nick Foles as their starter, and they're not going to pay Trubisky because he's done now. He's a free agent.
1: No, I I expect a new address it in free agency. I don't think Mac Jones or, or Kyle Trask put you in any better spot than it would to get somebody in free agency.
0: So you didn't, I mean, who in free agency would you say is a? I mean Mac Jones because in her whereas whoever you get in free agency is a quarterback for maybe the next two or three years, right?
1: It depends. I mean Jimmy G. If they can find a way to get Jimmy G. Oh, yeah, I'm mute again. Oh yeah, I think I froze because you glitched out on me for a second. Um, I can if you can find a way to get Jimmy G. for cheap. Oh, okay. um, uh like you know a second or third rounder i think that would be a, a good fit and solid value um I, I mean i think they'd be stupid to not make a play for deshaun watson i'd throw the house you know i'd throw a first this year a second this year a first next year a second next year i'd throw the house for deshaun watson if i'm chicago um uh he literally just posted that comment uh <laughs> um Exactly. I'd do something like that. I don't address it. I don't think Mac Jones or Kyle Trask puts you in any better spot, even in two or three years from now. I really don't.
0: Okay. Well, I don't uh, think they uh, have
1: enough around them. Like Bobby Macy cannot be your, your starting tackle. Like he can't. Like. All
0: right. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. And, and you know, I always talk about how I like to build a team from the inside out. So I like offensive and defensive linemen as your first round picks. Um, but it just seemed like this was a team that's screaming for quarterback. I, I do think if they go this way, even if Leatherwood turns out to be Larry Allen for his career, I think that, you know, Bears fans are going to be pissed about this pick. <laughs> well,
1: they've been pissed about a lot of picks and they haven't worked out. So, you know, let's let's just see.
0: At number 20, the Jacksonville Jaguars get to pick again. Uh, we, they took Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. And now they this is their, I believe, uh, Jalen Ramsey pick here. So uh, who are they going to take at number 20 to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence?
1: Um, man, this is another one where I think they could have done a lot of picks. Now, I'm always going to be the guy that if you take a quarterback in the first round, and top three especially, your next pick better be somebody to help that quarterback. You don't go quarterback, then take a corner or something like that, in my opinion. That's I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm going to Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, the versatile offensive lineman out of Southern Cal. Um, he was the guard last year while Austin Jackson was there, and then he kicked out and played tackle this year. Um, in the run game, he's a little suspect, but as a pass blocker, Man, the guy's good. I mean, he's really good, honestly. So, and and they need help along the offensive line in multiple spots. And versatility is key for Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I think he'll be able to play multiple positions. Um, so, I, I I I mean, you've got to help out um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I don't love a lot of the wide receivers here. So,
0: well, and I didn't hate this pick. I think it makes sense. Again, like I said, there's a team that has a lot of holes. You've addressed your biggest hole at quarterback which actually wasn't their biggest hole, but you take the top player who's better. But now you've got to protect them. And I think the offensive line is a hole for them. So yeah, I think it definitely helps out if you can step in. Although you say, I mean, is this a guy who can step in right away or is it going to take him that year to kind of get accustomed to NFL pass rushers?
1: Well, yeah, but this is a team that's in a full rebuild mode. So it doesn't matter if it takes him a year kind of thing. Um, Like you're, you're preparing for that essentially. Like, you know, you're not coming in and, and thinking you're going to win the NFC South next year. So,
0: At number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, This is a team that you had pegged for the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, they could make that run. Uh, They've got Phillip Rivers right now at quarterback. Jacob Eason seems to be the heir apparent. They took him in the second round last year. So who is their 21st pick going to
1: be? I have edge talent out of Georgia, Aziz Ojalari. Um, they need help along the defensive side. It is specifically an edge rusher. And Aziz is just a, a multi versatile guy. Um I, I think he can play a, a kind of an array of spots along the defensive front if you need him to. He can be like your your Sam linebacker. Then he can also put his hand down and rush the passer and, and things like that. Um, so I think he's a very versatile guy. And also, I'm telling you, anytime you succeed like he succeeded in the SEC, you're going to go high like you just are um, because you're playing high in talent a lot, and he succeeded against those guys. So.
0: Yeah. When I put these highlights together, I almost like minor scouting myself because I'm putting these clips together and uh, <laughs> watching him. When I watched him, um, unlike the guy from Notre Dame, like I said, just is pure speed. Um, with watching this guy, he just bulls people over. Like he's so strong, just pushes offensive linemen backwards into the backfield
1: yeah he's got a really good mix honestly his his he's explosive and physical and that's a good mix, especially for an edge rusher um he needs to define his technique and, and things like that and develop secondary moves but i mean i think most college pass rushers do but i mean it, it, he's i think he has the ability and he fits this this kind of player that, that indianapolis likes
0: at 22 the tampa bay buccaneers your team Uh, Who are they going to take to go with Tom Brady and company? Uh, They're making a Super Bowl run this year. Maybe they get there. Maybe they don't. Maybe they win it. But either way, if they win it, obviously, they're drafting at 32. But let's say they end up at 22. Uh, What could they get Tom in terms of help?
1: Uh, Again, to be fair, to preface this, I always will go with the higher seed until they win or lose. So that's why I have Washington technically beating Tampa because Tampa is actually the lower seed, even though Washington – lost more games. Um, so that's why I have it set up this way for any of those that are going to freak out about the draft order. Um, I don't have Washington actually beating Tampa. It's just in this, that's what I do. Uh, I have Tampa going Jason away, the stupid, talented freak athlete edge rusher at a Penn state. Um, he's supposed to run in the four threes. Uh, and I just think the athletic talent will be too much to pass. JPP is getting up there in age. Um, Shaquille Barrett is is great, but you can never have more pass rushing talent. And at this point, I don't see a huge like glaring off the charts need for us. Um, defensive line is one that I think we could address. A Christian Bearmore um, makes a ton of sense for us here. But honestly, I got Jason Oway as just the more special play. I think edge talent is much harder to find. See,
0: and it's funny that Brandon would ask this question uh, for real. Najee Harris here in Tampa Bay. I actually was going to ask you about Etienne because I just feel like that, especially with Etienne, because of the way that Brady likes to use running backs, like he's like a James White kind of.
1: Again, I won't take a running back in the first round ever. Um, I just won't. Um, They're not – that's not where their value lies. Um, Also, um, Ronald Jones is liked in Tampa. Bruce Arians loves Ronald Jones. He loves him. He likes him a lot. Um, And I think he performed well in a lot of games this year. So I don't think investing in a running back in the first round is, is the best way for this team to move forward.
0: Okay. That's fair. Um, The Cleveland Browns. Oh, did I skip the pick? No. Cleveland Browns pick at 23. Um I guess, uh, who do they pick? I guess I don't really have any lead into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Shocked that they're here, right? I know. Um, I think Cleveland is is pretty sound on offense, truthfully. Uh, if they can move Odell um, and get uh, a talent back, then then I think that's kind of going to be the kicker. Uh, I think uh, like if Odell doesn't want to be there, they got to figure out what they're going to do. And, and if they do move him, they're going to have a hole at wide receiver. But until they do, I I can't just assume that. So I've got Trevon Moerig, the uber-talented safety from TCU. Um, uh, He... He just is extremely versatile and I think he fits really what that offense or that defense needs in their secondary. I think they need a a playmaker back there to just kind of run the show from the back end. Denzel Ward is obviously an insanely stupid talent. Miles Garrett is arguably the best pass rusher in the league, not named Aaron Donald. Um you know, so I, I mean you just you keep loading these talent on these various levels, and I think that's, you know, kind of the goal here.
0: All right. So my question on this one, which it puzzled me because when we talked about him, he's a true, basically like a one deep safety. He's a free safety, like the definition of it, right? Uh, just plays the outfield perfectly. They drafted Grant Delpit with a second round pick last year. So like why go and get basically the same type of player?
1: Uh, because he's better than Grant Delpit. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, if if a guy that you pick doesn't perform, like, you know, this is the same argument you know that uh essentially i made for why you wouldn't take kyle pitts in the first round because you drafted two tight ends in the second round you know now i get kyle pitts is the better player but in this spot i mean grant help really performed poorly all season it didn't look like you know he was showing well and he also performed poorly going into that he was one of the higher rated safeties going into the league or going into the draft and then uh performed really badly um so it's it's really kind of just yeah you put a second rounder in a guy but that guy didn't pan out whatsoever so trevor mooring is a much better prospect
0: uh brandon says i like that pick at 23 uh fills a huge hole for them they missed last year on the guy whose name i can't Grant Elbert, thank you
1: very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, and I love Grant Elbert. I, 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 mean, I really do. And if Grant Talbot turns around, then great. Then you've just got more secondary pieces. Um, but Trevor Morey, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, he is a one-high safety. I think he has the ability to play in the box. You don't want him to be a linebacker type or anything, but he can come down and cover safeties if you need. I mean, well, uh, they already safeties.
0: have Jabril Peppers, anyways.
1: No, 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 I know that, but I mean, like, he can come down and still play. You know, like on on top of a of a. Uh, a tight end, if you need him to, much better than Grant Alpin Well,
0: At 24, the Baltimore Ravens, so we went from the Browns to the Browns, essentially. The uh, Baltimore Ravens select at 24. Um, again, it's a team that's in the playoffs. Uh, really, it's tough to find when you get to these like, 24 and down teams holes because they're teams that went 12 and 4 or whatever. And now you're just kind of like adding depth to the team. But I guess where would Baltimore uh, address? Uh, would they add depth or are they going to fill a hole?
1: Uh, I think a little bit of both. In Wyatt Davis, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State, uh, Baltimore kind of lost their identity this year. They couldn't run the ball as successfully this year. Um, you know, obviously the loss of Marshall Yonda was huge, um, and things like that. But I think Wyatt Davis is able to come in and, and fill the the kind of hole they missed in that interior offensive line. The guy is just a, a, a hoss. I mean, he just is good at what he does if he gets his hands on you it's over you've lost move on to the next play
0: well i think that my favorite thing about him is and we talked about when we talked about him in the prospects is his nickname uh the destroyer of worlds (laughs) i think anybody with a nickname like that i want them on my offensive line
1: 100 and that's he fits baltimore i mean he is going to maul people and that like he's vicious and that's what baltimore likes to do um i honestly think this pick I mean, it's weird to say it, but I honestly think this pick makes them better, uh, which is kind of weird to say.
0: Well, I mean, it's a first round pick; it should make you better.
1: No, I know, but like, like it, it. I think it genuinely affects their team because that's like that's their culture is running the football and, and things like that, and they weren't able to do that as efficiently this year. And I think Wyatt Davis will will allow them to do that.
0: And we mentioned it last episode, Wyatt Davis is the son of Dwayne Davis, the actor who played Alvin Mack in the program. Uh, I should have brought up a highlight of him uh, talking trash. (laughs)
1: Talking shit, yeah. Um,
0: And also played a football player in the movie Necessary Roughness. He was a wide receiver named Featherstone.
1: Which is wild because to see him play a wide receiver and then a massive linebacker in the program was insane.
0: Uh, number 25 the washington football team uh, again a team that squeaks into the playoffs at seven and nine really could have easily missed the playoffs and been in the top half of the draft with the rest of their nfc east brethren but somebody had to make it from that division so (laughs) i guess what what do they what do they do at
1: 25 the mac jones fall ends and i've got washington football team selecting mac jones quarterback from alabama um i think at this point it's pretty good value um He can sit behind Alex Smith um, and maybe even press Alex Smith for a starting position if he does perform well in camp, but he's not going to be expected to walk in there and be a day one starter and things like that, which I don't think Mac Jones needs that kind of pressure. Uh, So I I really do think this is kind of a good spot for Washington. Um, And, and they're able to land a quarterback of the future per se at 25.
0: I I think this is a phenomenal pick. and And I think that, the Dwayne Haskins experiment did not work out and I think what makes taking a quarterback at 25 a little bit easier than taking one at five or 10 um is again you feel like there's not as big a risk if he doesn't pan out yeah. but obviously Mac Jones comes from a system under Nick Saban I think that you pretty much anybody from Alabama no matter what position they play is going to be a solid player in the NFL even if they're not a star or an all pro they're going to be solid
1: agreed and and uh, the, the big thing here too is like you said it's it's you're not investing a ton of capital. And it, and again, the pressure is not on him. Like, you know, if if he comes in and and doesn't beat out Alex Smith in camp and Alex Smith is the starter next season, nobody's screaming, oh, no, it's a bust. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, OK, that's kind of what we expected. Let's see how he progresses through the season. and And I think that's huge for a rookie quarterback to not have that kind of pressure.
0: I didn't see uh, Brandon does not like us calling them the Washington football team, <laughs> yeah. but that is their name and until they change it to the Red Wolves next year when they get the licensing from the guy who bought so, up like 10,000 licenses.
1: Well, the Red, Red Wolves is like Arizona Tech or Arkansas State. That's right. Arkansas State owns the Red Wolves.
0: Well, do they own the license to it? I thought that because I thought there was a guy who got Red oh, Wolves, Red Tails.
1: All. I I don't think it's Red Wolves. Red because Red Wolves is an actual. I think it's the Arkansas State Red Wolves, and so I think they own the licensing to it. I know he owns like the Nash, like the Renegades, the all kinds of fucking yeah, names. Guardians, all that. stuff. Yeah, all kinds of names. That guy's a genius.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Red Wolves to me is, was my favorite of all of them.
1: I like that. I like Red Tails too, though, um, and and kind of. You know play into the not play into But you know go with the National heritage and things like that
0: And of course I'll throw it out there my favorite Idea was that Disney buys the team And they have oh, the Washington god. Avengers
1: That should and, be that is what should happen
0: Yeah and then like you said we were talking about putting a little Bit of a theme park around the stadium you
1: know? They would make so much money it would be such A stupid attraction imagine the Super Bowl There oh my god
0: uh, Brandon I'm not posting your comments because I think It's just going to get you in trouble <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, number 26, the Tennessee Titans, uh, again, another team that did really well. Derek Henry is a monster. Speaking of destroyers of world, um, he's just a monster. Uh, he just looks like, uh, a defensive tackle running a four or five out there, just bowling people over. Um, it just, but what do they need? What, what do the Titans need? They got what AJ Brown, I think last year, um, two years ago. Two years ago okay.
1: Um. Honestly, I think they're pretty sad on offense. I think they look good. Johnny Smith. Um, they could use a, a, a tackle maybe because, um, but now I know they drafted one last year and Isaiah win, but I, I mean, you, I would think one of these tackles is leaving, um, either Taylor, Lewan or, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember his name. I think Taylor signed an extension anyway, but, uh, their right tackle is very good too. And his, his mind's just, he's just slipping me right now. And I apologize. Um. But so I believe that Isaiah Wink could step in, but a tackle is still in play. That's just kind of the way this team drafts. Um, I think they're going to go edge in in Carlos Basham, Um, the edge talent from uh, Wake Forest. Uh, I just think he's, Kind of, I mean, he just really fits what they want. I mean, look at him; he just looks like a football player. I mean, he's big, he's mean, he's physical. I don't think he's not going to wow you off the edge by any means, but I mean, he's going to do a lot of the dirty work. He's a he's going to be um, their Trey Flowers essentially.
0: All right. Yeah, i mean, I'm watching him play. I was like, man, he just. Yeah, like you say he looks, he looks like DK Metcalf and he just like, he just
1: looks like a football. player. Exactly. He's the guy you walk off the bus first. You know what I mean?
0: Now, Jadavion Clowney's still there, right? So he'd be kind of on the other side.
1: Yeah. Well, Jadavion a one year deal. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, that's kind of where this pick is is coming from is, you know, you prepare for the future and you prepare for guys leaving and you don't want to leave yourself in a spot where you're stuck. And if you signed on to another year long deal, well, then you've got Carlos Basham and you can never have enough defensive line talent. You know what I mean? So yes, maybe he just plays opposite. Maybe he takes that spot over. It's, it's a combination of things.
0: 27 the new york jets get to pick again they traded jamal adams to the seahawks uh obviously the start of the season they got a first round pick out of it and they are going to pick at number 27 they took with their first pick justin fields so i know trevor lawrence got an offensive tackle to go with him what does justin fields get to go with him in new york
1: um i did think long and hard about samuel cosme i really did and and thought about putting uh makai beckton and samuel cosme together but they have nothing on their roster at running back, and Travis Etienne is 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 a top-ten talent. I've got Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson here. I know I don't draft first-round running backs, but, I mean, it's the Jets. Let's be real here. And, honestly, at 27, that's when you kind of start thinking about it at that point. Um, I do think they'll be in play to move down um, for somebody who wants to move up and gets Kyle Trask. Um, but I think Travis Etienne would be very, very hard to pass here for the Jets.
0: I like him a lot, and like I said, he's my favorite of putting together highlights. There's so many I could just put together a two-minute-long, just incredible highlights of him. And the way he runs the ball, I personally I, I love him. I would take him as a top-15 player. I really would. I think he's just phenomenal. I know you don't like taking running backs in the first round, but I think if your running back turns out to be Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs, then they're worth that first round pick. Even sure. if you only get five, six, seven years out of them, that's fine. Good. that's a good pick spent. Um, so I, I have no problem with Etienne going higher than this, but I think if they got Justin Fields and Travis Etienne, I think that that'd be a really exciting team to watch next year.
1: I agree. And it's, it's the start of something new. And, and imagine urban Meyer coaching that offense, um, I, I think it would be, you know, something special. They obviously need to figure out like like Brandon has said here, they need to figure out their, their GM and, and their front office and, and things like that. But you know, Joe Douglas is there and he's gonna be there and you know you're gonna have to work around it. But I, I mean it's a great start. I, I mean you can't argue with the start.
0: At twenty eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that looked great for the first 11 games, <laughs> and then uh, you know, didn't look so great after that. Obviously, uh, Big Ben, we don't know what his situation is going to be. Um, Their defense is always solid. It doesn't matter who you plug in there. They just always seem to have a great defense. So, again, it's a team. Where do we go with Pittsburgh? This
1: one was tough, man. I'm not going to lie. It was tough. I don't think they go for a rookie quarterback. I really don't. I just don't see Pittsburgh doing that. Um, not at twenty-eight either. I know Kyle Trask is there, but I personally just don't see it. I have him going. Najee Harris, the running back, um, out of Alabama. James Conner is, is off his rookie deal. He's probably done. I wouldn't re-sign him. Um, there's no point to. He's going to demand more money than he's worth, in my opinion. Um, and I think Najee Harris steps in immediately and honestly gives you more than what James Conner did. And that's still what this team wants to do. I mean, they're still a running football team. They still want to pound the football and and play NFC North football and play defense. So I think Najee Harris is the perfect fit for that.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, when I saw the pick, I, I didn't realize James Conner is the end of his contract. Cause I was like, why would you take a running back in the first round to make him a committee running back? Um, but I guess if Conner's gone, then it makes him kind of Najee Harris be the number one back there.
1: Yeah, I mean Najee Harris would step in, and then um, uh, Benny Snell, uh, the the player they took last year, um, would be uh, their kind of committee guy. And you know, I, I understand it's kind of a luxury pick, but I mean, these are kind of the picks you make when when you've got a lot of talent. You know, like like there's not a ton of spots for them to fill. They could go corner here, I guess. Um, they could could continue to address that defense, but. I don't know. Personally, I think Najee Harris is the bitter, bigger impact player, especially when you're a a playoff caliber team like that's perpetually kind of competing for the Super Bowl, you know.
0: And then oh, – I had that one. Uh, Brandon calls him uh, Derrick Henry 2.0. I don't think no, – he's a skinnier, uh, faster kind of
1: – Yeah, he's – I mean not even close to what Derrick Henry does um, physically-wise. Um, I think Najee Harris is – probably more athletic too like in, in doing things like you see him jump over guys all the time um just because they came from alabama it doesn't mean they're the same guy but uh
0: 29 the new orleans saints get to pick and again another team is doing really well drew Brees, this is last year i think it could be um they don't know what they're going to do uh, at the quarterback position, obviously, it could be Taysom Hill, it could be Jameis Winston. Uh, the defense seems to be pretty solid. I don't think they need a whole lot of there. I mean, they held the Buccaneers at three points, right? So, uh, what would you say is the biggest need for New Orleans here 29?
1: I mean, when you're drafting this late, and this guy kind of falls to you, I think I'd take him. Uh, I got Kyle Trask, quarterback from Florida, uh, going to the New Orleans Saints. Um, I, like, Brandon, I think Jameis Winston's out of there. Um, and even if Drew Brees stays, um, then I think this is a perfect... I wouldn't start Kyle Trask from day one anyway. Not only that, I think him and Sean Payton is truly like a match made in heaven. Like I think this is the exact kind of quarterback Sean Payton wants. Um, I think he is going to be extremely well at running the offense they run. Every throw you show is him pushing the ball down the field, but I honestly don't think that's what he does best. Um So I think this is a, a truthfully a, a match made in heaven for the Saints and, and Kyle Trask.
0: Well, especially because we talked about his lack of mobility and how that's kind of a detriment in today's NFL. Well, if there's any offensive system, I mean, Drew Brees might
1: be most. Exact. That's what I mean. It's perfect. Get out the ball quick. Make quick decisions. Find your find your open receivers and move on to the next play. And honestly, I think that's what Kyle Trask does best. So,
0: yeah, perfect. So you bring him in. Hopefully, Drew Brees sticks around to kind of guide him. But if not, then I guess you get the quarterback competition between Taysom Hill and uh, you know, Kyle Trask.
1: And, I mean, you've mentioned, you know, like when you watch Kyle Trask, you see he struggles to make that second and third read sometimes, and he'll stare down that first. Well, if your first read, it's designed to come out like that, like in New Orleans offense, that's – I mean, that's bread and butter right there, baby. Uh,
0: At 30, the Buffalo Bills went 13-3. and Uh, They have a pretty solid roster as well. They don't need a whole lot. So, again, these are all basically luxury picks at this point, 30, 31, 32. Uh, Who would the Buffalo Bills like to, uh, I guess, pick as a luxury pick?
1: I'm going offensive line help. I got Samuel Cosme, the uh, offensive lineman out of, out of Texas. I know he's listed as a tackle. Um, I think he'd play guard for this team to start. um, And I think he has every ability to do that. I mean, at this point, you just, you got to protect Josh Allen. He's, he's not necessarily running for his life, but I mean, he needs better protection um they're losing i believe it's two guys off the offensive line this year possibly you know we've got two free agents along the offensive line um so i just think you know you can never have enough talent guys there and i think samuel cosme feels a need
0: uh, yeah it protects your again franchise player you've got a rookie running back basically back there. plus you've got devin singletary back there as well i think right yeah um so you've got a couple of decent running backs the- what's that it was i was saying moss was the guy they drafted last year right? yeah. And then uh, of course you got Diggs, receiver. Uh, so again, it's a pretty solid team. You just add some additional protection, give Josh Allen some more time to throw the ball downfield, which he does better than anybody except for Michael Vitt.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to take a long, hard look at, at at a coverage linebacker too. Nick Bolton is a guy that I think will get a, a hard look. Um, but again, I just I don't think I'd take a, a coverage linebacker at this spot. I personally think I'd go tackle or, or offensive line or something like that, and try to address linebacker later in the draft.
0: The Green Bay Packers last year took a first-round quarterback. They took a running back later on. And I'm curious, are they going to take a quarterback again? this <laughs> year?
1: God, I hope not. Um, I actually finally have him getting some help. I got him going Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue, who I think has dropped a little bit. I mean, I have him rated in the top 15 as a prospect, but I think it's going to be tough for him in this draft um, to find an actual hole. Uh, that being said, I think he's the perfect fit in Green Bay. Now, we talked about Alan Lazard and Martez valdez um, and Devontae Adams, these bigger guys. Um, I think Rondell Moore is the complete opposite of that. He's that guy that you're going to – he's your utility knife. You know what I mean? You're going to throw in the backfield. He's going to make catches out of the backfield. He's going to play in the slot. He's going to do all kinds of things and, and be this explosive part of this offense that I think they're missing.
0: That was, was going to be my question. Is that you know we talked about the uh, receivers really being six four, six five, and this guy's five ten. Um, but like you said, yeah, you can use them in multiple. Different ways, and he is obviously explosive. That's what they need on offense. Actually, they don't. with Aaron Rodgers, you don't need anything. Just give him a bunch of garbage men, and he'll throw for four thousand yards and forty touchdowns. That's
1: just what he does. I mean, that's just what he does. More than likely, they'll address the defensive side of the position, just uh, side of the ball. That's just what they do. They're historically they draft defensive line, linebackers, things like that. They draft first round priority positions. That's what they do usually. Um, but I think it'd be hard to to pass Rondo more at this point.
0: And with the last pick in the first round, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, last year took uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which seems to be a really great pick. He was a, a favorite of a lot of people's fantasy um, in and out offense. You know, everybody would be. So do they boost the offense uh, again this year?
1: No, I think they adjust defense now. And I go Christian Barmore, uh, the <clears throat> interior defensive lineman from Alabama. Um, man, I-, I just think that. This, again, is a luxury pick. They they don't necessarily need him, but, I mean, the kid's a special, special talent. Uh, he has – the ceiling is out the wazoo. So, I mean, you pair him with Chris Jones, and and that, that team gets gets scary on defense. So, I mean, that's the goal.
0: Now, would he play more of an edge or would he play interior line? He'd
1: play interior. So, they, they, they run like a 3-4 kind of hybrid there, um, and he would play the opposite defensive end. Um, In that in that scheme, because they use edge rushers, not defensive ends. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, So they use a a defensive end to tackle defensive end, um, and then edges. So I think he would be either the defensive tackle or the edge, you can, you can move him along that defensive line in all three spots. And then when they go four down, you know, he would play on the interior.
0: Brandon says, Jordan Love will love the pick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be pissed wherever he's at. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I don't see any. I mean, God, could you imagine moving Aaron Rodgers?
0: I can't. I, I just don't understand how you do it. Um, he likes the Christian Barrymore pick. Um, I guess my question for you, this is kind of off the topic a little bit, but we talked about the three-four they run in Kansas City. I haven't played Madden in forever. I've become more of a FIFA guy. Uh, yeah. But when I played Madden, I always ran a four three. What was your preferred defense?
1: Um, I would run a four three. Also, it would kind of depend. Uh, so I, personally, like in Madden, I run a four three because I think it's it's easier to um, run coverage. But I run four two nickel most of the time. Um, like my base coverage is nickel. Uh, but in in real life, I know it's it's odd, but in real life, I I think the four three under which is essentially just a 3-4, is the best defensive scheme
0: oh okay i was just curious because like i said, i used to play it all the time and that was my main thing is where to put the guys where to blitz it and and my favorite remember i think it was madden 11 or something like that where you could design your own custom formations and oh, play yeah them. i mean can, that's
1: what it started you can still do that now i believe so. and uh, you
0: can't do it anymore because i think that people learned because like you can create nano blitzes and people sell like nano blitz books online for like twenty dollars show you how oh, to line up your guys so that you can get a sack within two seconds of snapping the ball and oh. so when when you could create your own formation, like now in order to do it, you have to move this guy over here and then put this guy in coverage and move this guy over here. Like before you could just design the play that way. And so oh, okay, okay. made it too easy for people to cheat online.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't played Madden. I mean, like I haven't owned a system, so I play it, but I don't actually like do it.
0: Uh, Brandon asks, Sully, when we get in some Madden, uh, I'll teach you how to play.
1: <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, so I can sit down and play video games. I can't. Buy a system and like, like, do like, I just can't see myself doing that. Like, I can go to a friend's house and play and shit like that, but I could never, like, see myself buying a system and playing.
0: All right. Well, that is the show. That's our mock draft, everybody. Uh, 32 picks. Hopefully your team picks somebody that you liked. I know my team did not. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously, we'll have a, a, another mock as we get closer to the draft like we did last year. We'll probably bring in some of the sound effects that we did last year with the crowd and the uh, the draft jingle. jingle whatever yeah, else.
1: we'll do a whole mock. We'll get Brandon on and, and, and Mike and, and all the guys from there, and we'll do a whole giant mock.
0: Well, that said, uh, how much time do we have left Uh uh, Kenny. It's, it's over! over!